Welcome to the show. Jerry Jones says the Cowboys are going all in this offseason. I do not believe him. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff, it is the morning show. Perloff, you do believe that Jerry has this sort of grand plan to just throw caution to the wind yeah. and become, you know, just big spender this offseason. I think there are people in the Cowboys building who've been holding Jerry back, and I think that those days have ended. Jerry uh, wanted to make every crazy draft pick there ever was, and now finally we're going to get to see it. He's like, I'm 80-something. I am not going to pass on Johnny Manziel again and draft Zach Martin at guard. I'm going to be foolish. I'm going to spend like crazy. Because if you look at the way the Cowboys have been the last, I'd say, 10 years. Conservative, yeah. smart, team builder. No more of that. It is time, that got, yeah. it is time, it's gotten you 12-5. and five. It is time to go crazy, and I believe him. It's well, gonna be, it's time to get silly, Maggie. <laughs> get on the bus, uh, pour some Jack Daniels, and let's go. <laughs> well, sounds like a threat. Uh, he's not the only one who's talking about the Cowboys going all in. Here's your Cowboy quick. This portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. Well, if Jerry's all in, Micah Parsons already been all in. Micah Parsons speaking on his podcast, saying he hopes that the Cowboys do go all in. You know, they're talking about we're going all in this year, man. That's what I would hope for. You know, I'm 24 years old. I've been in this league, you know, three years and I kind of seen it all and uh, I hope that we go all in. I hope that we go out and get the players that we're missing because we didn't do that this year. You know, I hope that we challenge ourselves, become better and become greater. Guys, he's been in the league three years. He's seen it all. (laughs) Young people today. Uh, Okay. He also said the loss to the Packers, so embarrassing, he could not show his face in public. To go out like that at home was completely embarrassing and unacceptable so you know I couldn't even look at that loss or feel any type of way because of how embarrassed I felt I felt yeah he also said just how embarrassing the loss was let's finish it out honestly it it took me a while to even be able to show my face in the public I like disappeared like completely Michael Parsons cowboy quickie there you go by the way, this is not uh, very nice to the guys they added last offseason, Brandon Cooks and <laughs> Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, clearly but, not enough. But, I mean, honestly, it wasn't. Uh, there's a reason Brandon Cooks has been on eight teams now, and there's a reason Stephon Gilmore was worth a low-round draft pick. They really did not make that splash last offseason. So it's about time. I think they structure every contract to have the salary cap hit come 10 years from now, and they really go all in financially, you know, Kind of like the Rams. This is it. Because Jerry's not getting any younger. I want, I want to, I know you're not going to get him. I want to go for Chris Jones. I want to go for Joey Bosa. I want to go for T. Higgins. At least make an effort here because they haven't, they haven't really done those kind of deals, have they? Uh, no, not recently. I mean, they used to do these kinds of things and then Jerry kind of cooled off. I'm talking about back in the early 2000s. But I, I think this is, this to me is all Jerry trying to manipulate Cowboy fans. This is all him trying to turn the page on the embarrassing loss to the Packers by trying to make promises that, to be honest, I don't think he's going to deliver on. 
First of all, there is this thing called the salary cap. They're twenty million over it, and we haven't even gotten to free agency yet. Yeah, and, but they have a bunch of easy cuts. Okay, you also have to re-sign C.D. Lamb. You also need to re-sign Parsons. You also have a Dak Prescott issue. Yep. He's going to count sixty million against your cap if you don't restructure it. He's got the Cowboys over a barrel for the second time in his career. So you have to hope that Dak plays ball with you a little. There's a lot of things to be ironed out, and to be honest. This is another thing that Jerry's doing to try to manipulate the fan base is putting it out there how well he works with Bill Belichick. Oh, I work so well with Belichick and Belichick, Belichick. We could definitely work together. Look at what he's doing. He just uh, gave McCarthy the vote of confidence. So he's going to stay for one more year, but he's not getting a contract extension. So you got a lame duck coach with Belichick now out there, unless he some miracle gets the commander's job, the last one open. And Jerry's just setting up so that McCarthy becomes the fall guy next year and you guys live this same pain. I I, I feel bad for the Cowboy fan because you're getting manipulated by your owner here because he's selling you on hope and they're not going to be able to come through on these things. Well, one thing about the Belichick would be next year, right? I don't think Belichick comes in midseason. I was actually no, thinking year, about Yeah, I mean, is there a chance you would bring Belichick in midseason? I kind of doubt it. It doesn't make any sense because he's got to build a culture. But I I think that Jerry cannot wait a year. I mean, he's got a 12-5 and five team. He's got Micah Parsons. He's got CeeDee Lamb. I don't think he can look ahead to two years. I think at the very minimum, they signed uh, Derrick Henry or something. They're going to make at least a superficial splash move. There's okay. no way that they, they don't at least try to appear to be all in. They're not just going to run it back with this team. Look what you just said, though. Appear to be yeah. all in. If you sign 30-year-old Derrick Henry, do not come to me and say, ta-da, this is what the Cowboys did. That is crap. Uh, Derrick Henry had a great career. Awesome. He's no. come on this show before. We're big fans. But signing a 30-year-old running back with the amount of carries that Derrick Henry's had in his life, you uh, cannot count that as a splash move. That being said, man, can you picture him with that star in his helmet running downhill? You oh, tackle him in the open field. <laughs> Derrick Henry doesn't there no rules apply to Derrick Henry. You don't want you, I, I'm you not don't a running, running back, back after 26. I got to tell you, though, I, I, I am fascinated just from an entertainment standpoint to see Derrick Henry on the Cowboys at Thanksgiving. It'd be awesome. Like, get the ratings even up. I Actually, I, I don't hate that fit to get it. If you get it for $7 million a year, why not? I'd also even look at Saquon. He's going to do something. I'm telling you, something's coming. Something's coming in Dallas. I don't know what it is, but something big, something completely uncharacteristic. This is what the Cowboy fan, this is what you have to really hope for. You have to hope that one of your big rivals, the 49ers, go to the Super Bowl and lose and you hope that the Super Bowl hangover is real and that, you know, the team that loses the Super Bowl doesn't get back to the Super Bowl the next year. You're hoping for all these other factors. That's it. Because I think this is the definition of running it back. Yeah, I don't think they run it back. I, I they already have with the quarterback, the head coach, the number one wide receiver. Yeah, but now let's and get And you're it. probably defensive coordinator unless Dan Quinn gets hired. I think there's going to be real change this offseason. Uh, well, you're right. None of those things are going to change. I think they're going to do bring in three or four new guys. Uh, I think it's going to oh, look a I, lot different. They really need a number, a legit number two receiver. Cooks failed in that role. Yeah. Get rid of Gallup. I think you have a, I think Ferguson, the tight end, is pretty good. Yeah. I, I think there's going to be something going on here. They are going to try. I believe him. I'm a, maybe I'm an idiot Cowboy fan. Maybe I'm <laughs> buying the smoke from Jerry. Something is going to happen. You're I can definitely feel not a Cowboys it. fan, yeah. by the way. We cannot let you bandwagon no, on the Cowboys. Not let that happen. No, I'm just saying. I, I think you're a Dak fan. If Jerry, I am a Dak fan. I don't, you know. Uh, yeah, they're the Eagles' rival, but I, I've had friends who work for the Cowboys. They're they're an okay organization. My point is, uh, I believe Jerry Jones. I 
I will probably live to regret that. I don't think he's just talking, Maggie. He's going to go all in. It's going to be dumb. It's going to be spectacular, and it's going to be awesome. And you think it's going to work? Oh, heck no. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get me wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Corey's in Iowa. Wants to talk about this. Hey, Corey, what's up? Look, I've made this prediction to people who aren't even Cowboys fans. The Cowboys will not, I repeat, and sorry to upset the guy co-host. You are an idiot because you're a Cowboy fan. But anyway, whatever. <laughs> he's not. He's you an might... Eagles fan. Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay, sorry. Um, but yeah, Dak's cool, blah, blah, blah. I am not a Cowboy fan. I am a Packer fan. But anyway, my point being, Dallas will not win a Super Bowl until one of two things happen. A, Jerry Jones dies. Or B, they get a legit... Now, underline the word legit, they get a legit general manager. Thanks for taking my call. Corey, thank you. I don't want to think about Jerry passing away. It feels kind of stark there, the way Corey said it. Good yeah. morning. A little dark. <laughs> it's like, uh, what? can't he just, like, you know, sail off into the sunset a little? Rainbow Bridge, something? Well, I think we've been waiting around for the Cowboys to get a legit GM for 25 years. <laughs> it's not so happening. Good luck there. It's Jerry. <laughs> and yeah. Dash I mean, Steven. I do think there's obviously been a sea change where at a certain point, Jerry did stop making the calls. Because look at when him. you're general manager, yeah. which I am. Yeah. I mean, look, show me a show me a crazy Jerry Jones move in, in the last eight or nine years. There's been none. They've drafted a bunch of linemen. This is and that's all got to end. It's time to time to make this fantasy football and have some fun. Get your damn act together. We were talking about the Cowboys. We also do something on Thursdays called the Multiverse, and that's where we do a sports what if, what could have been. And today is based on the 49ers. We did what if the Trey Lance had never gotten hurt? Trey Lance, the quarterback, the 49ers traded up to get. What if he had never gotten hurt? Would the 49ers be in the Super Bowl right now? Raider Dave is in Central California, wants to weigh in on this topic. Good morning, Raider Dave. Yeah, good morning, Maggie. Perloff. So um, you're kind of making the point uh, that Trey Lance is going to be a running quarterback. Primarily. If he he got hurt, it's when is he going to get hurt the next time. Ah, I see what you're so saying. So I I don't think that that metaverse is going to last very long <laughs> with him. I mean I'm not going to I'm not going to call him a bust. Sure. I think the perfect place for him is to go to Baltimore and work with whoever got uh, Lamar to throw the touch pass and right. still be able to use his legs uh, uh, reasonably effective. Raider um, Dave, thank you for that. Um, I mean, listen, Lamar this year had Todd Munkin, before had Greg Roman. And don't forget, Greg Roman was also there with Colin Kaepernick. So Greg Roman is at a little stint with Josh Allen. He's been around for the running quarterbacks. That's not a terrible idea. Well, I think the guy now that people point to, Shane Steichen did wonders with Jalen Hurts. Right. Uh, and Trey Lance, just like Jalen Hurts, loves to roll to his right. I think Shane Sykes can be great, but he has Anthony Richardson now. Maybe put Trey there. There are certain quarter. There are certain coaches who seem to like a big mobile quarterback. Kyle Shanahan is clearly not one of them. He made a mistake in that draft. Can you? I can, he will never go back to that well where he's going to have a tall, uh, tall mobile, necessarily not short throwing guy. The other thing, that's right. Trey Lance is a gigantic too. He's a huge target when he gets out there. I think he would have gotten hurt, too. He's just one of those guys. I don't understand how Josh Josh Allen doesn't get hurt. Well, stop putting it out there in, well, the, how does in he, the multiverse. How do you be 6'5 and run 11 times a game and not get hurt? It's amazing to me. Well, because you in you inflict the punishment. You don't take uh, the punishment. Maybe That's tr- how. Yeah. Sounds easy. 
Yeah, you're a linebacker playing football. That's how. Yeah, I mean, Cam Newton is the biggest human being I've ever seen in my life, and he could not stay healthy at all. Yeah, but Cam had a nice peak, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was a short career, but it's a Hall of Fame career, I'm assuming. You remember he went to the Super Bowl, then the next, the first game the next year, the Broncos just like hit him everywhere, hit him illegally about eight times. Uh, I don't know. Is Cam Newton definitely a Hall of Famer? It's got to be close because his his peak was so short. His peak was short, but I think Cam is probably a Hall of Famer because. I think he he calls himself a game changer. I do think he was a game changer. Well, I mean, you had running course. quarterbacks before, but not at his size and what no. he was doing around the goal line. I mean, if you don't have Josh Allen without Cam Newton. So he was an MVP, which helps, but he was a three-time Pro Bowler. Mm. It's, it, no it's Super a, Bowls? 2011, his rookie year, to really 2015. It was such a short peak. I think he's close. No Super Bowl wins, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think Matt Ryan's going to make the Hall of Fame. So if Matt Ryan does, then Cam has a great chance. I mean, who do you think has a better case, Stafford or Cam? Uh, I mean, listen, I think Pete Cam was probably a little better what he did, but I think Stafford, longevity counts. We know that Frank Gore is going to be a Hall of Famer, and he was – yeah, Never, but Troll Davis what, didn't have a, a long career, and yeah. the peak was high, and he got in. Yeah. yeah. So you guys are probably right because of that. New, yeah, it's a great analogy. Yeah. He's got much closer to Terrell Davis. I think they're both in. I think all these quarterbacks are in. <laughs> It's just going to be a quarterback. Oh, just like the MVP, the Hall of Fame is just going to turn into only quarterbacks. It's the opposite of the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame, where we're putting no homer <laughs> no. hitters in, no stars in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if Phillip Rivers is a first ballot Hall of Famer, which I guarantee he will be, that changes – I mean – you don't have to win a Super Bowl to get in a quarterback. That's all I'm saying. I think Matt Ryan makes it in. That's the one that really makes people mad. That one will make people mad. It's funny because the quarterbacks might not need Super Bowls to get in, but the coaches need multiple Super Bowls to and get in. And even that and, doesn't do it. And I get it. I mean, wins aren't a quarterback stat. Wins are coaching stats. So. About dumb, you want to talk about dumb Hall of Fame rules. This one coach a year thing, they got to get rid of that. Because, I mean, we got – it's a backlog, guys. You got Holmgren, Shanahan, and Coughlin. Like, I mean, you could make cases even for guys like Dan Reeves. And right. I, I mean, you go to Super Bowls, but you lose. That's got to I mean, count for something, right? Let me ask you something about all – if you're good enough to win an MVP, aren't you good enough for the Hall of Fame? There's so few guys who've won MVPs and not made it. I know Derek Rose because he got hurt or Well, something. that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. mostly – that's a basketball thing, right? Yeah. If you win MVP, yes. I mean, our guy down the hall, Boomer, right. won MVP, is not in the Hall of Fame. But even, but I assume a majority of NFL MVPs are in the Hall of Fame, right? I mean, I mean I it was it was Manning, so. Rogers, Brady for about <laughs> fifteen years. They kind of put a stranglehold on the whole. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Now I think I, I think MVP is going to help you. Uh, also, if quarterbacks are the most important position, that's more clear now than ever. I think the Hall of Fame. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. That. All right, Coming up, Maggie. There was another coaching and hire yesterday. Andrew Perloff goes Baltimore against the grain. Baltimore went with. Hold tight. We're back I in hope a I moment. This on right. CBS Mike Sports Radio. McDonald. You mean Seattle? Seattle. I knew I was going to get this. Baltimore <laughs> defense coordinator. Yes. But there's a reason I'm having trouble keeping these facts straight in my mind. Okay. Because I have an against the grain theory that the NFL is actually attempting to clone the same person over and over again and hire him. Because it is insane <laughs> how ridiculously similar all these coaching hires are. <laughs> Let's start with the fact that there's a dude in the NFL named Mike McDonald. There's a Mike McDaniel and a Mike McCarthy. I mean, what is it going to... And then there's and a two Josh other... McDaniels. There's a... A McVeigh and a McDermott and an O'Connell, by the way. So the similarities of all these coaches, they're all Irish. Yeah. And I don't even know what Andy Reid and Dennis Allen, all these guys are. But the real uh, thing that's happening here, I have a stat via NFL.com. 
In seven cycles since McVay got hired in 2017, 24 out of 48 coaches have been 45 or under mm. that have been hired. So they're all getting young guys who are identical. Uh, basically, Mike McDonald looks like Matt LaFleur. The two of them are very similar. But there's another interesting trend. What do you think the hot position that coaches played in college is now? It used to be only quarterbacks. Backup quarterbacks. Made Backup good quarterbacks. Co- good coaches. But yeah, I actually did some math. Quarterback is still the most popular position, but there is a position that is creeping up fast to dominate the coaching ranks. Bogus has his hand raised. Good what morning. What do you got? Defensive back. 100% bogus. Yes. So there are one, two, three. There are six coaches who were safeties, not just defensive back. Okay. These cornerbacks, they can't become coaches. True. They're too fast. Brian Dable, <laughs> safety. Fast. Can't, can't hold him down to the office. Yeah, can't catch him to interview them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brian Dable, safety. They watch tape at 2.0 speed. Todd Bowles, actually quarterback in college, well-known safety in the NFL. Dennis Allen, safety. Raheem Morris, safety. Sean McDermott, all-conference safety. Kevin Stefanski, all-Ivy League safety. Now, the other trend, though, there are a lot of linebackers coming up because we got, obviously, D'Amico Ryans. We got um, Gerard Mayo, Mike yeah. Rabel. And did you know that Matt Eberflus was a linebacker at Toledo? This is <laughs> I all did I did with that. my night. A linebacker from Toledo or at Toledo? <laughs> uh, at the University of Toledo. Oh, okay. Is there a difference? No, but like he, just, he was a linebacker in Pop Warner in Toledo. <laughs> no, no, he, he played, played college. college. No, okay. Eberflus, I love what guys who look like they never played football in their lives turned out to be linebackers. There are also four <laughs> former wide receivers, which is a new developing. Dave Canales, wide receiver. Mike Tomlin, wide receiver. Nick Sirianni, all-conference wide receiver, and Kyle Shanahan, University of Texas wide receiver. Enough of that, though. Here's the thing. What do we say about coaches? It's all nepotism, right? Well, it kind of. It helps. Here are my three favorite cases of nepotism that I discovered yesterday. Did you know that Brian Dable, the reason he got into coaching, do you know how he got in there? Because he played high school football with Bill Polian's son in <laughs> Buffalo. Wow. So that was one. Who you know? Do you know that Sean McVay, of course, was the grandson of John McVay? Do you know that Kevin Stefanski, longtime, uh, his dad was a longtime NBA executive. Here's the twist on this one. Ed Stefanski was fired by... Josh Harris, the new commander's owner. So we have a little His dad is Ed Stefanski? Yeah. I didn't know that. No, I haven't. That's wild. Ed Stefanski, I feel like, was running the 76ers like not that long ago. Yeah. No, he's right. He was in 2020, got votes for executive of the year with the Raptors. So he's still around in the NBA. Uh, Anyway, other random tidbits that I discovered last night. Well, Brian uh, Callahan, don't forget. Almost every coach is from a 100 mile radius. Western New York, Pittsburgh, or Cleveland. Uh, we got where all the smart people are from. Yeah, and basically uh, where Vrabel's from. Gannon is from Cleveland. Went to high school with Brian Hoyer. Did you know that? I did not. Yes, uh, I could bore you guys with this all day <laughs> long. Uh, but my favorite thing, though, is the coaching trees. Andy Reid's coaching tree, I think, right now is the one. It feels like the Reid. He's got all these guys. He obviously got Doug Peterson, John Harbaugh. Uh, even uh, Shanahan has connections with Andy Reid. Everyone says it's McVay. Andy Reid's a guy. So my whole point is that they keep hiring the same guy over and over and over again. And why do you think that is, Maggie? You have a theory on this. Copycat league? 
Copycat league, but why are they all 36-year-old coordinators? Oh, well, my theory on this is we're going the way of baseball, where the front offices are making more and more decisions and the coaches are not making decisions. So who wants to deal with a opinionated Mike Vrabel who's seen it all or Bill Belichick yep. who's done it all when you can have 36-year-old Mike McDonald might be a little bit more you know, welcoming to notes from the front office, if you will. 37-year-old Brian Callahan in Tennessee fit that? Well, I think Bill Callahan's going to probably join him on the staff, his dad. You're talking about nepotism. Yep, 37-year-old um, Gerard Mayo in New England. Uh, Dave Canales, who is a, his mentor, is Dan Morgan, the Panthers' GM. He has no say in this. You're exactly right. So they keep on hiring the same guy, and I think... The underlying reason is exactly what you say. They do not want these powerful, experienced coaches who are going to want to come in there and fire everybody in the building. This is a matter of control for the NFL. So that makes me think that not all these guys are going to work out, by the way. I well, I think when the GM... <laughs> that's a the, given. When the GM and the owner are running the show, I, I like Mike McDonald a lot in Seattle. I just worry about all these hires. I love Gerard Mayo, former player, great guy. I just see it. I think it's be hard. Or you could break down the music. Okay. I've got a question for you yeah. guys off of this. Great against the gray. They're cloning guys, just putting them out yeah. there. It's the same dude. Everyone's got the same haircut. If I gave you Mike McDonald, Matt LaFleur walked in right now, you would not know who was who. No, and I wouldn't pretend to. Um, here's a question for you. I know we still have one more job to fill with the commanders, but out of all the guys who have gotten hired so far, who do you think will be in their job the longest, and who do you think will be in their job the shortest? We can do Everyone can be open to this, by the way. I think you got to go the Panthers head coach is most likely to get fired just because they're ro- they're rotating head coaches there. I think he's going to be good, though. On the reg. I'll go longest. I will say Gerard Mayo. You think the next belt they hand this off? Like one. I think Kraft really likes him. I think he really wants to give him a l- shot. Like I think he'll be there for the next at least four or five years. Yeah. Shortest. I mean. I don't know. I, I think one. I think the two a- NFC South guys are in trouble. Raheem Morris and Dave Canales. Yeah, I think those those what about front Brian off- Callahan at the Titans. I think I'll go Callahan. That's who I'll go with. Because if he the South is clearly going to be run by those other three teams, they're clearly the fourth team. Well, what if yeah, but this takes a big step. Forward? Their GM's pretty good though, Rand Carthon. I I don't know. I I, I feel like the the really? two South. I yeah, feel, I, I, think, feel like they, I feel like they've drafted. They you no know, Caleb Farley's had all these injuries. I, I I don't feel like they've done great in the draft recently. I feel like they got you know a pretty good deal on Will Levis. I I don't know. I I, I like him. Um, I know who Traylon Burks is talented. He just can't really yeah, Burks get together. Getting hurt and all. I don't know. I don't I don't love his draft history. So the last here's few the, years. the interesting part about saying who's going to be their shortest or the longest. The most successful could be Jim Harbaugh with the Chargers. But I don't think anyone thinks he's staying that long because Jim Harbaugh, besides Michigan, doesn't tend to stay places very long. Bogus, you look like you're puzzled. Yeah, this is a, this is a hard one. I, I think I think I'm leaning towards Harbaugh over Gerard Mayo because I I actually don't know how impatient Bob Kraft's going to remain here, and if Gerard Mayo is not good three years from now, I don't know that Bob Kraft's going to be that patient when he's three years older and still doesn't have another Super Bowl title. The yeah. other part, too, is, is the um, the son, not Steven, what's his name, uh, Kraft, Jonathan. Yes. Which was, we brought this up the day after the press conference with Gerard Mayo. It was kind of odd that Jonathan Kraft wasn't there. And he said there was some kind of emergency that happened with the other Kraft mm. business. Do you have a lot of paper emergencies? Can you have emergencies <laughs> when you're... Dealing maybe, in paper? Maybe at Thunder Mifflin. <laughs> That's what the crafts do, right? It's paper. Yeah. yeah. People think it's like craft, like macaroni and cheese, but they're paper people.
Mm, I think Mayo's going to be a star. I really, I think it's he's... It's hard to follow the guy. I know it is, but this is a different... The guy, it's it's easier to follow him when he was 4-13. and 13. I mean, Jimmy Johnson followed Tom Landry very successfully. He had one 1-15 in 15 year. So I, I don't think Belichick was the guy anymore. Is that sacrilege for me to say that? Well, I mean, he's kind of dealing with something similar that Mike McDonald is now dealing with in Seattle. You're going to follow Pete Carroll? It's big shoes. Really? And Seattle went, what? What was the record this year? 8-9? Yeah, that's... I don't think there's a lot of pressure there. But what what do you guys think of Atlanta? Now, I like Raheem Morris. We all like Raheem Morris. But there's something about that franchise that is yeah. completely snake-bitten. What are they doing at quarterback? Yeah, I mean, why would they ever give their fans hope? Why would you have any hope for any coach there? I mean, Arthur Smith, it feel like he wasn't even close. So I think it's like two years and out. It's like uh, with these coaches. They come in for two years and they're out of there. Yeah. And and uh, the only one that had success recently was, was Quinn. He went to the Super Bowl. Then he collapsed in it. But I think the problem is their structure. That they're a team that that could use a good GM, but you got Rich Paquet around. Yeah. I mean, that that's that's holding things back, and that's probably held back Belichick. So once uh, they figure that out, I think they can get well, a good coach. They have a GM because I had to learn his name recently, Fontenot? Terry Fontenot. Yeah. They have they have a GM. Whether he's good or not remains to be seen. But they do have somebody in between the coach and. And well, some, something tells me that some coach, and maybe it's Raheem Morris. I know he's a defensive coach. Maybe it's who he brings on the offensive staff. I know he's bringing in guys from the Rams, so McVay tree there. Somebody's going to unlock these weapons <laughs> that the Falcons have. It's, that is not a bad offensive roster. It's not. I just think that the coaching staff, Arthur Smith, yeah. is you know, he's basically living in 1999 with how he's running offenses today. I think that really set them back. I, I think... Even you're not going to ever get a superstar quarterback with where they are, but they can get a decent guy. And with those weapons, I think somebody can win. But and those weapons, you're not I mean, giving the Steelers fans much to be hopeful about. No, if you're no, saying sorry. the offense is from 1999. <sighs> oh, I think this is exactly what the Steelers want to do. Well, yeah, they anyway. have two running backs. Yeah. That, this is perfect for them. They love winning games like but this. What are these Falcons' weapons? Kyle Pitts, uh, nothing. Drake, Drake. Kyle Pitts. Is Kyle a, Pitts is done. Kyle Pitts is zero in this NFL. You're gonna, he's coming up on a contract. You think they're going to even keep him? Oh, contract year. That means he probably played better. And it's part, better than what? He they're not throwing the ball for a lot of high, like what's his? That's not his fault. Like like you're running the ball 40 times a game. And you're not throwing to your most athletic weapon. That's a problem. So you got Kyle Pitts. You got Drake London. And you got B. John Robinson and Tyler uh, Algier. You got players. That that is that is not some team that is this is not the Patriots. This is not the Panthers. <laughs> Pearl, if you just look physically ill. Uh, Bijan Robinson is one of your favorite players. I love, I love Bijan, but I've, if Tyson Algier was so good, then why they draft Bijan? Because that was a our, fair question. No. Why they draft why they Kyle Pitts if they were asked on draft day? Uh, why they draft Kyle Pitts if they're not going to throw him the ball? They, they drive me nuts. It's a dope. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you guys can underestimate how terrible he was as a head coach and offensive play caller for the team they had. Like I, because re- there are games where Paul Calpis breaks out. You know, like why don't they do this more? And the next game they give him two targets. Yeah, that's were, not his fault. There were a lot of people that thought they were the most talented roster in that division this year. Which again, I think they in the were. division, which is saying a lot. It's the South, but there are a lot of people who thought they're going to win that division. Well, and I think people are fooled by the draft picks. Kyle by Pitt's the ground, those guys were drafted because they don't play like top five picks. Kyle no. Pitts called for a thousand yards his first year. You cannot tell me that a guy who had a thousand yards his rookie year is just some scrub that nobody can find a way to give him the ball. Who was I, his I, quarterback I that, that year? But that's the other thing. Who's the quarterback? Who's yeah. Atlanta's Matt, Matt quarterback Ryan, I believe, was quarterback it was still that, Yeah, because it was a poo-poo platter of uh, Desmond Ritter and Marcus <laughs> Mariota and Tyler, Taylor Heineke. So who's quarterback next year? That's why Raheem Morris is in a tough spot. Like, who's Kirk your Cousins? quarterback? Kirk Cousins. Oh. 
<laughs> that, oh, no, that's, that, actually, oh, that's if, not bad. If Kirk Cousins is a quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons, I will say this on today's show, they will win the division next year. Uh, oh, wow, winning the NFC South. <laughs> it's like dating your sister. So, so, you, so, you, so you don't... So you, so you think it's that easy? So you think that? Yeah, I think it's that easy. I think I think so, Tampa Bay won at eight and nine though. two years ago. But that's my point. So if you're saying that this is such a terrible roster, then someone like Kirk Cousins shouldn't be able to come in and have any success. I'm not saying it's a terrible roster. I'm just not saying it's overwhelmingly talented. I agree with Pete. It seems like the structure makes it a new coach every three years. I think you could have gotten away with with um, more of a taking a risk at quarterback if you had a Belichick there, which is more of a system. They, they I don't know what the system is. Yeah, well, they're bringing in Zach Robinson, right, from uh, the Rams. Is that it? Yes. Good luck to you. Bogus has got some headlines for us. Uh, Nothing but love for Damian Lillard and his return to Portland last night. A long, loud, standing ovation during introductions, an emotional tribute video during the game. But no, you did not see Dame crying. Like, the whole game, I was trying not to, like, sometimes when I sweat, like, I get sweat in my eyes and stuff, and I was trying not to, like, wipe my sweat because I didn't want nobody to be like, man, I think he crying, you know? (laughs) So I literally was trying not to, like, even do that, but, I mean, it didn't. I just was wiping my sweat off. Yeah, it was yeah. sweat, not tears. The old sweat in the eye excuse. The only bad part was the Bucks losing 119-116 despite 25 points and 7 assists from Dame. Doc Rivers now 0 for 2 on the Milwaukee sidelines. I thought we had poor communication. Three or four times, guys back pick. We didn't switch when we were supposed to. Um, one thing we have to get bad, we have to be a better talking team for sure. Uh, we have to be a better help team for sure. Sure. Uh, Kevin Durant went back to Brooklyn sure. last night. He scored 33, threw some boos to lead the Suns to a 136-120 win. They've taken 9 of 11. The Cavs and NBA best 16-4 and four since mid-December after fighting off the Pistons 128-121. Nikola Jokic was out with lower back pains. The Nuggets lost in OKC 105-100. And the Clippers won in Washington 125-109 for a 12-3 January. Men's College Hoops, number 10 Kentucky, the latest team to lose to an unranked opponent. 94-91 losers in OT at home to Florida. Walter Clayton Jr. at 7-3 scored 23 for the Gators. Caitlin Clark had 35 in Iowa's 110-74 red of Northwestern. She goes from fourth to second on the all-time scoring list. She needs 104 points now to pass Kelsey Plum. Ravens D coordinator Mike McDonald's the new head coach in Seattle. Cowboys D coordinator Dan Quinn is being connected by some to the commander's head coaching gig this morning. And Ravens secondary coach Denard Wilson expected to become the Titans defensive coordinator. Potentially huge F1 news right now. Lewis Hamilton reportedly close to moving from Mercedes to Ferrari after this season. Like everybody else recently, he has been chasing Max Verstappen. Now we'd have a chance to break his tie with Michael Schumacher for most titles ever with a legacy team like Ferrari. Hamilton would replace Carlos Sainz. And I'm trying to go from Honda to Nissan. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I have a question for you. Yeah. I really don't know the answer to this. How long can you be a race car driver? Lewis Hamilton's going to be 40. So he's definitely near the end. But Fernando Alonso was retired at least once and then is racing again now. And I think he's mid-40s. Okay. Yeah, I mean, NASCAR guys are good till their late 40s, right? uh, I guess so. But I still think there's a little more... What's the oh, right? It's harder than F one. I think F one's harder than NASCAR. Yes. Lewis Hamilton's got to be so. Well, I'm I'm saying this from a U.S. perspective. He's got to be so bummed in some ways that this guy's been so good for so long, but because that Netflix series just got here, like during the pandemic. Yeah. Now Formula One is so huge in this country. 
he meanwhile he could have been a star in the United States like he came to Sports Illustrated I did an interview with him and there were like two people who knew who he was and they were freaking out nobody else knew he's walking down the streets of New York nobody's bothering him like that can't happen to him in Europe anywhere in Europe yeah, where he's yeah. a megastar right there. but like now I bet that can't happen now because in the United States he's going to be so much more popular and he's dating pop stars like yep. he's doing the full celebrity thing and has been for years I, I feel like um his life's been okay I think he's, <laughs> he's gonna, you know when he when he wakes up in a hotel room with three women next to him he's like damn if I was just a little more popular in the U.S. He's a... in 2014 <laughs> nobody in Sheboygan knows who I am <laughs> damn it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I guess he's doing okay. Uh, and finally, <laughs> when bit, you put it that way. I am a bit of the F1 expert in this room because I recently watched Gran Turismo, the movie about the video game <laughs> yeah. driver. And I understand that's a trend now. You play good in video games and you become awesome at F1. No? Anything? I don't know about that, but I know that like people have crazy souped up like setups to play the driving games now, yeah. like multiple screens, the fancy chair, pedals, and a wheel, like a steering wheel. Like That's so, intense. So I recently bought the new F1 2023 from EA. Sports, yeah, it is hard to play. So, I can't play it; it makes me nauseous. Yeah, it's 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 very difficult. First of all, just because it's like you're in the car, like it's not like Ooh. a wide view where like you see your car. So it's like you're in the car, and this isn't the oh you could just you know kind of mess around and and you'll get around these turns. Like it is like <laughs> really difficult. So do you crash on the first turn? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I just right into the wall. Wait, do you? So EJ brought up backyard baseball and backyard football as a computer game that you used to play. That we were not that familiar with. You guys remember going back, going to the arcade, yeah, as oh, a yeah. kid, and having that race car game where you're in the Ferrari mm-hmm. and you're the guy oh, and the yeah. woman's next to you and she's got the blonde <laughs> hair and just like sitting in that. It had, it had like a top yeah, on like it, a canopy almost. Yep. I don't even yeah. know the name of the game, but I used to just like be. You could only mess around with the clutch. See, see crazy. <laughs> uh, what was it? Crazy Taxi. That was that was my jam. Is that one of them? That was for the for the. It's not a racing game, but a car game that you play. Uh, at the arcade, got to go and pick up people and get them certain places. Taking take the Pizza Hut, <laughs> Just an Uber driver, taking the Taco Taco Bell, and like they were actually licensed in the game, so you can actually huh. take them to these places. It was so much fun. Man. Just arcade mm- used to be great. Yeah, they still have them, right? Yeah, Dave and Buster's place. Like I guess Dave and Buster's. Yeah. I, I think honestly, is one of those things. Where I think they're kind of like on the comeback. Well, no, I was gonna say the opposite. I think they're kind of like. Now they're just all franchises. Like I don't think you can have like an arcade. I think you have to right. go to a Chuck E. Cheese or a Dave and Buster's. Yeah, oh, we had a... like the uh, we had the individual it... locally owned and operated in Binghamton, New York yeah. arcade. We used to yeah, go same to. in Queens. Yeah, grew up in Bayside. Yeah, I mean, there's the Jersey Shore that we go to every year for vacation has like multiple arcades on the boardwalk. Sure, sure. Now oh they're like, yeah, they're like mini franchises right. for the area, but they're not Dave and Buster's, and they're amazing. I could spend a whole day in there. Same. <laughs> what about your kids? Love them. Whatever. <laughs> Who knows? Where'd they go? They know where I am if they need me. There's a place in Brooklyn. (laughs) Yell if you're drowning. You guys, we should do this as a group. There's a place in Brooklyn where you pay 20 bucks and they have just a room full of 80s arcade games and a lot of driving games that you don't have to put quarters in. Is this Barcade? Yeah, Barcade, right? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Oh, in Industry City? Yeah. Oh, that's called Barcade? I I know there's Barcade. There's two Barcades. There's one in Manhattan. There's one in Williamsburg. Okay, this is different because is Barcade just an entry and every game is free? And these are all old, out of shape games, and they're it's awesome. <laughs> out of shape. That might be it. Might be something different because Barcade, you don't have to pay to get in; you just pay for drinks, yeah. right? And then pay for the games. Yeah, yeah. 
This has you like do a team outing. This has refurbished Centipede and refurbished Galactica, and that like sounds fire. seventeen versions of Pac Man, like Miss Pac Man, Twin Pac Man. It's really it's. They're awesome. gonna love it when oh, we Zoltar. show up at ten fifteen in the morning. Oh yeah, Zoltar. <laughs> love it. Wait, uh, is Zoltar that giant ship that you pick up people on? Oh, or no, that's the one from the big. From the movie oh, big. big. Oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me you don't like big. Pro. I do like big, okay. but I I thought you were talking about video games, and <laughs> you're talking honest, about big is awesome. Doesn't hold up. Watch it recently. Showed my kids. They weren't impressed. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying the storyline is well, kind yeah, of. Yeah, isn't he with like a, a grown older woman? Older woman. Yeah. yeah, and there's like over the bra action all of a sudden. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's a kid's movie, and all of a sudden there's like a, they're on second base. You're like, yeah, but wait, there's only Rob. He's, he's 35 year old Tom Hanks. <laughs> right. I don't think oh, yeah. that no, there's it, anything it inappropriate about up. that. No, no, but it's like. But he's a kid. He's a child. And. Yeah, but he's in a man's body. I think that. It doesn't matter. He's a boy in reality. He's a mind. He's, he's like, not developed. What do I do? He's not, he's not mature. Right. Well, he's mature enough to be vice president of the company. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he, he turned the uh, skyscrapers into bugs. Because <laughs> he yeah. had to play with toys all day. I think when he when he entered the big body, he matured by nature. No, the whole no, scene the whole, with the girl the is like, what do I do with these? Yeah, yeah but he's by also the, eating the baby corns like an actual co- co- corn on the cob. Right, but if you, I watched it recently. By the end of the movie, he's a total player. Like he is like. <laughs> He's like he's like in the boardroom with spreadsheets and everything. By the end, he becomes an adult. That was kind of the theme. And he's like a big trampoline in the in the apartment that he gets rid of that. By the way, (laughs) come on, great movie. I don't know. It's just big being dated because of the the age day. I don't know. It's not exactly the movie made December. (laughs) I didn't see that. I get it. Uh, I get the thought. Uh. Anything else? Uh, I think I'm done. It's uh, late. Pete best, doesn't like it. Best Tom Hanks movies. Yeah. Wow. Look at their own. Toy Story. You're, that's Forrest if, Gump. Tom Hanks is Pete's number one. Be that's careful. Right. Here. Is it? Yeah, like Man Crush level. Yes. One of the best. One of the best actors ever, as far as I'm concerned. Because of the range. Yes. Huh? Yeah, but you anything. also want to snuggle him too. So <laughs> like it's, uh, that's right. <laughs> it's paint the whole picture here. How many Oscars? Three Oscar. Yeah, I mean that's oh, not Phil- a hot take. Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah, Forrest that's... Gump. Um, I feel like I'm missing one. Joe oh, versus the volcano. Oh, I right love now. it. This is my ship now. What's that one called? I'm Captain Phillips. Captain. Yeah. I'm the captain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Green Mile. Like that. that was a good one. Uh, <laughs> splash. Splash. <laughs> What's wrong with the Green Mile? Oh, Green Mile. Eh. What? Michael Uh-oh. Clark Duncan. Be careful. Eh. Don't not get Shawshank. angry. It's not Shawshank. Let's I put it that way. I didn't say it was Shawshank. We're talking about prison movies now. Lovely. 855-212-4CBS. <laughs> 855-212-4227. Coming up, we answer a question about one of the future superstars in the NFL. Don't move. Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. The leading men in Hollywood conversation has continued through the break. We'll have to do something with this over the summer and really get into who deserves to be the best male actor of our lifetime. Yeah, but obviously uh, I'm going to name some indie film guys that I me and Pete could not be more different on this. Well, Pete wants Tom Hanks. Yeah, and I'm like, well, this is a and Tom Hardy versus Joaquin Michael Fass, Fassbender <laughs> debate. Uh, yeah, or maybe Javier Bardem, but definitely not Tom Hanks. Okay, well, let's get to uh, sports figures that we all know and love. And this is going to be the beginning of something that we might start doing quite a lot around here as we get past the Super Bowl and get into draft season. And that is whether Caleb Williams is confident or whether he's cocky. Now, you be the judge. Caleb Williams, talking to CBS Sports, said, quote, everybody watches Patrick Mahomes. Do we have this audio? We do. Let's hear. We do not. Let's, uh, let me read you the quote. 
everybody watches Patrick Mahomes and sees all the cool things that he can do. I always said, even in high school, that I don't think there's anything that he's doing out there that I can't do. So Caleb Williams saying, Patrick Mahomes, there's nothing he's doing out there that I can't do. Perloff, is that confident? Is that cocky? Uh it's confident and it's accurate because I've seen Caleb Williams do everything any college football quarterback could ever dream of. Yeah, I mean, he's the one guy who could say this. I think this actually comes off as cocky. I like Caleb Williams. I think he's definitely going to the Bears. So let me ca- caveat this. I've always thought he's going to the Bears. I think he is more than worthy of the number one overall pick, and he's going to be in our lives for a long time. This is cocky to me. You have not stepped on an NFL field. To say that you can do everything Patrick Mahomes can do at the NFL level, he said it going back to high school. Okay, high school, college, you're a better player than Mahomes. You haven't stepped on an NFL field, and you're already saying you're going to be able to do everything he can do? Well, what is that it? Is, that is beyond cocky. What is there that Mahomes does that, I mean, first of all, they are so similar. It's crazy. Nobody spins the wrong way like Patrick Mahomes except Caleb Williams. They're, they're almost twins in a way, where Caleb Williams... And they have incredible arm strength. They're both mobile in the same way, but don't run a lot. I think they're very similar. And the fact that Caleb Williams is going to be number one overall pick, he, you know, he's not some some stiff. So oh, yeah. I think he could say this, and it actually makes sense to me. Mm, I, I think the confidence is when you say something like, I believe in my ability. I believe that I'm going to be able to succeed at the next level. You know, I feel confident in my ability to lead a team, to be a good leader, to be able to make all the throws. To say Patrick Mahomes, the great player of this generation, to say there's nothing he can do that I can't do, that crosses over the line to me from confident to cocky. Yeah, I mean, he's the one guy I'll allow say this. Um, Yeah, Caleb Williams... His style is just the style being. He's going to get asked about that all draft period. Can you have you ever seen a more clear comp of any quarterback in this class? I mean, Caleb Williams' comp is obviously Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying he's as great as Patrick Mahomes, but who is Drake May? Who knows? Who is? Jay, there's nobody like Jaden Daniels. There's no one really like Bo Nix or well, Bo Nix. Bo Nix is, is. Bo Nix is easy Nixes. to comp, but Caleb Williams. This is such. This is the easiest comp I've ever seen. There's nobody who's going to comp him. Who else could you comp him to? Well, I'm not. I'm just saying to comp yourself to yeah. the greatest quarterback we have is when you have done absolutely zero. And by the way, you're stepping into the Bears most likely. Yeah, so that's that's the only downside. <laughs> you're going to be, are you going to look like Patrick Mahomes? I don't, I don't know. Uh, we've got poll questions to update. EJ, what do you have? So our multiverse of Maggie and Perloff conversation today was what would have happened if the 49ers – Trey Lance pick in terms of him playing. If he never got hurt, what right. if he never got hurt? So we had three choices here. So forty-five percent say the Niners would have crashed and burned. Thirty-seven uh, percent say uh, the Niners make the playoffs but no Super Bowl appearance, and then seventeen percent say uh, San Fran still makes the Super Bowl with Trey Lance. Wow! So the winner so far is crash and burn. Yeah, that's what I think is going to happen. That's what I thought. That's what I said. I thought would happen. Well, also, sorry, go ahead. How, what was the, how, it was pretty close to they'd be in the, the playoffs. 37, 37% was on the playoffs with no Super Bowl. Yeah. It was close to where you had pro off. So, regardless, I think the bottom line is, they get, did they get lucky because Trey Lance got hurt? I think that's a message here. Uh, that saved them from their own mistake. I mean, it's Probably. still a huge mistake from the front office, even if Trey Lance goes on to do whatever. Um, yeah, but, I'm going to disagree. I think if he had more time, if he had those games under his belt, if he had full off seasons, if Kyle Shanahan was committed to developing him, I think you get a running quarterback running this system with 
hopefully a developed passing game, this could be an all-time offense we're talking about. And then real quickly, we also had, will the quarterback matchup be the story of the game next week? Uh, 63% say no. 37% say yes. All right. Well, we're going to have a lot more for you tomorrow to finish out the week strong. Thank you to EJ Stewart. Thank you to Pete Pilati. Thank you to Andrew Bogish, Andrew Kaplan. Callers, phenomenal. Widows, coffee drinkers, always in our heart. We'll see you tomorrow.